This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of February 19th, 2022. The Treasury Department thinks big beer is too powerful. About time they cut on. Europe says only Scotland is allowed to have glens. Get your name change docs ready. Modern times wings were made of wax. And how much will you pay to get your hands on the hiney? All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and let's get right into the news. Yes, uh, the the whole, the country has finally heard us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the government wants to give big beer lovers, or give beer lovers more choices than the usual suspects when they reach for a drink, and help them pay less for whatever they choose. That's an important point there. Uh, As part of a larger Biden administration effort to boost competition in all sorts of industries, the government is looking at ways to loosen the grip of a few big beer companies that control 65% of the market. Wow, 65%. I thought it was I thought it was bigger. I I thought it was bigger, but you have so many places allowing self distribution. That's true. So you have states like Kentucky, which up until what was it like last year? Yeah. Did not allow yeah. self-distribution. Yeah, uh, the answers could include everything from rethinking how beers are displayed on grocery store shelves to considering whether brewers or whether brews can be shipped straight to doorsteps. The Treasury Department- I have a suggestion for the uh, for the grocery stores, which is a beer fountain that I can just walk up and drink while I'm while <laughs> I'm like shopping the, for groceries. Like the chocolate fountain, you know, but Right. Yeah. Well, it's a chocolate stout fountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm. Yes, <laughs> rogue double chocolate. All oh, day. yeah, just... that's all that could really get in, like last in there. Um, <laughs> so the Treasury Department came up with its list of suggestions earlier this month in response to a July executive order by President Biden to develop a plan to improve small business access to the beer, wine, and spirits industry. The department issued a 64-page report that looks at how state alcohol laws impact competition for smaller brewers, uh, asks the Justice Department and Federal Trade Commission to examine how mergers affect smaller companies and look at labeling rules that make it hard to comply with federal laws. Uh, It offers mostly recommendations to a variety of actors, but several law enforcement agencies are directed in coming months to decide whether to create new federal rules on the trade. So uh, Bob Pease, CEO of the Brewers Association, for small and independent craft brewers, says the report is a good first step, but there's a lot of work yet to be done to level the playing field for smaller brewers, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Pease's trade group represents 5,300 U.S. brewery members and nearly 40,000 members of the American Home Brewers Association. Uh, he says it's more difficult to compare or to compete as a small outfit, especially after massive mergers between big breweries, like the $107 billion merger between AB InBev and Saab Miller, which needed federal government approval to close in 2016. 
Uh, in its recent report, Treasury looked at how big brewers, distributors, and retailers potentially exclude smaller players from the market. Smaller brewers complain that distribu- distributors choose to work primarily with larger companies and retailers, uh, slot beer in preferred locations on shelves, despite a ban on the practice. Yeah, that because that matters. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit more to the article, actually. But uh, this is awesome, I think. <laughs> well, I mean... It's just meaning that they need to make a report. It doesn't mean that they will do anything. But, yeah, you know, I'm a cynical no jerk. I, I I have hope that it's there. It's even a thought that has crossed their minds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because, recognizing that you have a problem is the first step in ignoring it and continuing to, <laughs> to do nothing that, about it. That's, that's the second step after lobbyists step in and go, we're going to pay you obscene amounts of money to pretend like this never happened. There you go. Okay, never happened. I, I choose to be less cynical. <laughs> they just slide a piece of paper across the table. It's like, I didn't you look at the number on this piece of paper. They put the paper down, slap them across the face. That's too much money for any one human. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I hope that... Uh, I, I'm I'm optimistic about this whole thing. I guess uh, that that it's even a a thing that could exist. Is, Look, is yeah, awesome. all, all I'm actually happy about is that they finally caught on and went. You know what? It seems like like one company owns most of the beer. You don't really, <laughs> you don't say. As optimistic as an Englishman in a convertible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of. Optimistic Englishman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess that counts as a segue. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Their hopes of st- keep of uh, keeping the name Glenn anywhere. That's not Scotland. <laughs> European court rules that Glenn can only be used for Scotch whiskey. And that means that means my uncle needs to change his name. <laughs> the axe has come down on so many things. German distillery Walder Hornbrenner has been ordered to drop the title of Glenn from the label of its single malt whiskey, Glenn Buchenbach. The distillery was sued by Scotch Whiskey Association, a trade body representing Scotch, on the implementation uh, that this label would mislead consumers as to the true origin of the whiskey, and I'm pretty sure they did the same thing to a Virginia outfit. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, we covered a similar story yeah. last year or the year before. Yeah, and that only whiskeys produced in Scotland may bear geographical distinction. The SWA has consistently taken action in our global markets to prevent the use of Scottish indigenous Indications of origin on whiskey, which is not Scotch whiskey. Alan Park, the SWA's Director of Legal Affairs, told the Times, this is vital to protecting Scotland's national drink and is a deterrent to those who would seek to take advantage of the quality reputation of Scotch whiskey and potentially mislead consumers. They are they are like one step below Disney in terms of uh, lawyer trigger happy. Yeah. In 2019, the Hamburg Regional Court ruled that the distillery must change its name due to its products being produced outside of Scotland. The case was then disputed by the German company and sent to Hanasetic Higher Regional Court in the hopes it would be overturned. On February 14th, Walderhorn Brenner officially dropped its charges. 
We do not have any indication on our labels uh, that our whiskey could be a scotch. Said Jürgen Klotz. Couldn't be a more German name. <laughs> a representative of the German distillery. Uh, it is a shame for an organization like the SWA to point out one word and to fix the fame of Scotch whiskey to this word. I mean, as we talked uh, la- uh, uh, last time we did a main show, one week, two weeks ago, who knows? Time has no meaning. Uh, uh, it's been an issue for, for Scotch stuff in the past of like, like, oh yeah, it's Glen, And then every distiller of anything in Scotland, I'm like, oh, well, this is also a Glen. Yeah. Uh, that's how you have your Glenn Fittix, your Glenn, Glenn Levitt, Glenn Levitt's, your Glenn Maples. I don't know. Glenn Morang. Yep. Glenn Morang. Yeah. Uh, in an interview with the Herald in 2018, the brand claimed its name. It named its whiskey after the Buchen Tal is the German word for valley. Well, Buchenbach refers to the Black Forest, which is located in a valley. Glen is Gaelic for valley, so the name Glen Buchenbach is technically a geographically sound. Uh, There is no mention of Scotland whatsoever on the bottle, with the label reading Swabian Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, You see Glen on a bottle of scotch, you're going to think scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's like, yeah, well, Glen is Gaelic for for valley. It is, but the rest of your words are in German. <laughs> like you're just you just pick a lane things out of yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's funny reading a lawsuit like this, uh, where we don't have a dog in the yeah you know. really have no dog in this fight. But so we're just kind of like, oh well. I mean, yeah, the SWA is probably being a little little mean about it, but also, come on, you knew what you did. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, so however the SWA contends that this case is based in many consumers' instant connection between the word and Scottish whiskey, the only reason to use Glenn for a German whiskey is because it's undoubted association with Scotch whiskey. I agree, that's like if you put Kentucky on a bottle of whiskey. They're not going to look anywhere for anything that says bourbon. They're going to see Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they go, that's Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why um, Kentucky cracks down so hard on – that's why Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't exist anymore. It's KFC. It's KFC. Yeah. Because you have, like, the state of Kentucky, like the legislative body has to go, yes. <laughs> they have to give the stamp of approval. And uh, whoever – who owns KFC now? I can't even remember. Yum Brands. Yeah. Young brands went to them and they said, no, <laughs> you do not get used to the word Kentucky. Piss off. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of pissing off, uh, Modern Times is uh, closing four of its eight locations. Pissed right on off four times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
write up from uh, Paste magazines. Just days after we learned of Portland's beloved Hair of the Dog Brewing Company was shutting down operations, comes an even bigger set of, uh, set of brewery closures. Late Monday, California-based Modern Times brew, uh, Beer announced a sweeping set of closures, a huge reduction in co- the company's beer distribution, uh, which will see Modern Times close four of its eight brewery locations and refocus its distribution solely on California and the Southwest. The announcement initially arrived via social media, seen on the Instagram post, uh, with a longer blog post on the Modern Times website uh, going into detail. Uh, they put it in an extremely grave tone. Today is the most difficult day we've ever had at Modern Times over the last two unimaginably challenging pandemic years. We've done everything we could to keep all of our newly opened locations afloat in a landscape we could never have imagined and we began uh, when we began building them as leadership stepped up and didn't take uh, and taken the helm over the last few weeks it has become clear that the financial state of the company that we were now tasked with directing is not just unsustainable but in the immediate and unavoidable peril dearest martha as a result of this we <laughs> sorry I, I got into Civil War. Uh, as a result of this, we are forced to make some incredibly hard choices, which, while necessary for the health and continued success of our company, will result in uh, many of our talented, hardworking staff losing their jobs. At the end of the week, we will be closing our Portland, Oakland, Santa Barbara, and Los Angeles locations. Those are not small uh, areas to think about. Yeah. I'd say all those are high, high traffic tap rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the above quote makes some reference to the upheaval was already plaguing modern times before the closure was announced only if uh, been a month in fact the company introduced a new CEO Jennifer Briggs uh, who arrived after 12 years as VP of HR and organizational development at New Belgium Brewing uh, I feel like she came in took one look at it and went yep <laughs> shut it down uh, she's like, I don't, I don't. Do we really have to? Do the words "green flash" mean anything to you? She comes in like, look, I came from a place where they just have slides in the brewery, <laughs> and I worked HR there. You got to do something <laughs> with this. Uh, like Microsoft when they walked into Activision Blizzard. Uh, she replaced uh, founder and original CEO Jacob McKean, a Stone Brewing alum who founded Modern Times in 2013. And stepped down in 2020, uh, 2021 after an industry-wide spat of uh, accusations about sexist, toxic, and racist workplace cultures. Huh. <laughs> Who do you want to replace someone after that? Someone in HR. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least that's on the right track. So, that, that no. For uh, Microsoft, they HR walked <laughs> in and said, that cabinet of butt plugs, they got to go. <laughs> The Cosby, yeah, you got to get the Cosby portrait out of here. That's got to go. <laughs> You're uh, mother. CEO, out. See ya. 
Yeah, uh, they do go on to say, we truly wish things had turned out differently in so many ways, but a new leadership team faced with those choices between immediate action and dire consequence have chosen that we must do to ensure the future of modern times, uh, though it comes at a high cost. We've arrived at the current mo uh, moment as a result of a combination of factors, four straight years of rapid costly expansion, followed by an unforeseen, financially devastating global health crisis and industry-wide decline in sales. Taken together, these factors have stretched our finances and our company culture to a point that is simply no longer sustainable. Uh, uh, the costly expansion of references all, uh, always made some investors wary of modern times as there was a, always accusations the company was expanding too fast or spreading itself too thin long before uh, they were operating eight brightly colored tap rooms adorning uh, in the trappings of 1990s pop culture. I'm picturing uh, uh, like the Save by the Bell cafe now as a tap room. Not quite that. That's more 80s. Uh, yeah, it is, but I think of most of that show in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, back in 2019, Cracks Rugby show uh, with a bunch of issues. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Modern Times locations in Point, uh, Point Loma, North Park, Ensenadas, and Anaheim will remain open as usual, but the company announced uh, it also makes clear the brewery's distribution footprint is shrinking significantly. Significantly. Uh, that was less for emphasis, looking. more of I had difficulties speaking. Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I say it means uh, I'm not going to be able to find it on shelf anymore. Nope. Pulling out of the Pacific Northwest and East Coast at the very least. They haven't uh, specifically stated specifically what states in the new distribution footprint, only that uh, we will be turning our distribution and hospitality efforts back to Southern California and the Southwest as we do everything we can to step away from uh, the opacity and unanchored optimism of the past to build a smaller, smarter, more focused, more equitable company for the future. Which means go and grab it now while you can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All I can think of now is like, now I have to go try to find this, like, tomorrow. Ah, uh, Modern mm. Times. Thor's beer of choice. <laughs> mm, it's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is that is a shame. Uh, uh, I mean, this is, I mean, we, we're just going to be seeing more and more of this. We we couldn't have guessed a pandemic when we were, you know, thinking it's going to be difficult for, uh, you know, mid-tier breweries to kind of exist. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, the pandemic has essentially obliterated them, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, we had one here in Cincinnati that just this past week closed their doors. They were one of the yeah. first, one of the absolute first craft breweries in the city, uh, Rivertown. They just yeah. closed up shop for good. Finally, everyone was surprised when they heard it because everyone goes, "Oh, wait, they didn't close up a couple years ago." <laughs> just yeah, yeah, says something, I guess. I, well, I think about yeah. Everyone had already given up by that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of things I'd like to give up, uh, Heineken is in the news. I would have segued with, you know who's not giving up? <laughs> you know who I wish would give up? <laughs> so Heineken warned it's uh, facing the worst inflation in a decade. Uh, you don't say. Hmm. And inflation's like seven times right now. It's awful. Uh, and say consumers may cut back on beer, threatening the industry's recovery from the pandemic. I don't see that happening. Uh, the brewer said it will raise prices for its beer by courageous amounts. 
as it seeks to offset rising raw material and energy costs and crazy shipping rates. This is likely to dent demand for beer in households already strained from the rising cost of heating, food, and clothing. And all I have to say is it's going to hurt households in with demand for your beer. Yeah. I'm, the, so, I'm still stuck on, I'm sorry, courageous? That's the word choice? Courageous. That <laughs> that's... Okay. In quotes, that's, that was that's some uh, that's some uh, patting yourself on the back for uh, say, truly we like in the boardroom. Truly, we have made a very courageous choice to raise the price of the beer. Also, we all get raises. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the inflation that we're currently experiencing, it's the highest in ten years, and it's not just in our product categories. There might be a macroeconomic thing happening here. Chief Executive Officer. Officer Dolph von den Brink said in a phone interview, Heineken delayed updating its guidance for 2023 till later in the year. Amid the increased uncertainty about economic growth and inflation, it's the latest consumer goods company to warn of the impact of rising prices. Earlier this month, Danish rival Carlsberg uh, set a bearish tone for the industry, saying it's possible that earnings might not grow this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> uh, well, the stock traded 1% one, 1 higher at 9.55 a.m. in Amsterdam, uh, erasing an earlier decline. The company forecast for stable to modestly improved margins this year is better than recent warnings by companies like Unilever. Unilever, yeah. Unilever. PLC uh, said James Edward Jones, an analyst for RBC Europe, said uh, consumer goods giant Unilever said last week inflation. Yeah, inflation, 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 inflation. If you look at the news, it's like, see. Yeah. It's, co it's coming home to roost in beer. And I don't think they're saying how much. No. Nowhere in this is it saying exactly how much they're, the courageous amount will be. Well, they do say uh, by courageous amounts uh, across the world to offset soaring costs related to aluminum, which has raised 50% from January 2021, barley, which has doubled in cost, and freight from China to the U.S., which has uh, been going, quote, absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah. I think that's what's going to get them. <laughs> yeah. That's what's getting everyone. That's like if you can't source local, then you're effed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and this uh, can let's talk about more shareholder stuff. But so yeah, uh, Heineken, you, you might want to ditch that because it's not going to be the cheap. I mean, when it's suddenly costing as much as your craft brewery down the street, guess what? For, for skunked beer, yeah. I mean, is it really worth it? Uh, uh, speaking of things that are worth it, yeah, questionable. Uh, yeah, the. 81-year-old, is it McCallan or McCollin? I don't know why I always mess that up in my head. Per Jim, we need to look at more videos for, like, find guides how to say oh. things. Just so he doesn't stroke out one day listening to the well, to an episode. I mean, that's a given, yeah, but, but that didn't answer my question at all. <laughs> because we didn't know the answer. Okay. We just So, McCallan. Because uh, follow your heart. McCallan, I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, so, in recent years, the value of rare and collectible whiskeys has skyrocketed, with bottle prices topping out at nearly $2 million. 
These record sales make for great publicity, but one bo- once bottles reach the auction market, their price is often out of the distillery's hands. However, distillers can control how long a whiskey is aged, and as interest in scotch has continued to build, producers have dipped into their cellars to set a different type of record, older and older releases. So scotch producer, the Macallan, apparently is what it's called. Macallan. Uh, I looked it up. I, I found a video. McCullen. 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 So pretend that it's not McCull- an A. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> because Scotch. Um, so McCullen. Uh, Scotch producer the McCullen, by most accounts, the most coveted whiskey brand in the world, has announced a new, quote, oldest whiskey ever in aging time spent in cask, not in the bottle, uh, distilled in 1940. <laughs> world War II survivor named The Reach was aged for 81 years before being bottled last year in anticipation of going on sale this month. I I saw World War II, and then I misread The Reach in the article. Ah. The Reich. Yep. Of course you did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I thought this would be more obvious. What? Why is it taking I, a minute? Because it's been that kind of week. <laughs> uh, so probably not coincidentally, the McCollin Reach is one year older than a Glenlivet 80-year-old, obviously, uh, <laughs> that was billed as the oldest single malt whiskey ever when it That's was announced last year. That's the one I'm thinking year. of. Yeah, that, that does sound familiar now. Um, by releasing an 81-year-old, the McCollin is able to reclaim this title, which it previously held when they released their 78-year-old scotch back in 2020. Which we also <laughs> reported on. And look, I honestly don't think... So, yes... I would try one of these if someone's like hands me an ounce and is like you got to try this eighty yeah. year old scotch. Yeah, I would try it if I if for some reason I had the ludicrous amount of money sitting around for scotch and for a bottle of this. I would not spend it on it. I would not. And this is from someone who buys Utopias every year, mm-hmm. like every it, other year. Well, every other year. This is no. There, there's a limit on whiskey. It's, and 80 yeah. years blows far past it. So it's, it is, I, I'm going to say, my opinion, it's silly. But that picture looks sick. Like, <laughs> does it come with uh, a stand with the, the hands? Ha- yes, that's how they're it? selling it. That's what they were. I have to imagine that they are, uh, uh, someone over at Glenlivet is there just going, like, quick, someone look through the basement again. If you got any other barrels, just. Lying around. We had to miss something there. Shake something. Anything. <laughs> yeah, it even says in here is that the, Mac- the McCullen has gone out all out with the packaging. Each of the two eight, 288 bottles, all of which all of which hail from a single sherry cask, arrive in a blown glass decanter cradled by a bronze sculpture of three hands, courtesy of sculptor Saskia Robinson. Uh, the McCullen adds the decanter is even, quote, indented with subtle fingerprints that match the hands that hold it. Oh, Why? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and it's uh, $125,000 for that bottle. Just, yeah, that's... That bottle with that, the hands. That's a new level of crazy to me. That's but. one of those things you pay that much for, so you can just, when you get it home immediately... You have that like creepy, determined look in your eyes, and you just pluck the bottle of whiskey out of it and set it aside, and unzip your pants, 
<laughs> you put your balls in the hands. It's the only thing, like. Because <laughs> how the hands are placed, if you're if you're looking at the picture. Uh, it's I, I, I mean, you got to give it to him on the whole packaging situation. Like you do have sure. to give it to him on the package. <laughs> It's all like coming like like an oncoming train. Well, and I was trying nothing to be done about it. Trying to to just move past, and he just yeah. She was trying to mitigate damage. It didn't work at all. (laughs) (sighs) It's a sensitive topic. (laughs) A sensitive area. Uh, (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, Look, this is too much. Nothing is. I have to imagine it's probably it can't possibly still ha- like taste as intended by this point. So I mean, eighty. I mean, it has to be all tannin. Yeah. Like I mean, they say it's supposed to taste like dark chocolate, sweet cinnamon, or aromatic peat, lies, uh, treacle, coffee, crystallized ginger, and charred pineapple, uh, with a giving way to an intensely rich, sweetie, smoky finish, but. I mean, that sounds amazing, and that I'm gonna is guess untrue. It's like licking an old campfire log. <laughs> <laughs> like in 81 years in a in this in one cask. No, that's it's gonna taste like oak. I, I'm also just thinking like, at a certain point, doesn't the cask just dissolve? Like it's just <laughs> can't the even wood handle it is anymore. Dissolving into it. Like they're looking at it like I think. Drinking it. Why is this wood all spongy? Oh, it's filled with scotch. Can I get planks from the cask? <laughs> I just picture it like you can like it's like the honeycomb that you take out of the beehive. <laughs> how big's covered. how big's the whiskey comb? Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not small. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of expensive bottles and likelihood that people are going to steal them, uh, this week in liquor heists. Uh, Man finds 170 bottles of luxury whiskey uh, stolen, replaced with fizzy water. Uh, how do you not notice? How do you, there are bubbles in that's, your whiskey. That's yeah. a big that difference. should be a warning sign. The color, even like something's wrong. <laughs> After returning to Japan, a homeowner uh, realized some of the whiskey uh, flask were replaced with plastic bottles of carbonated water. With plastic? Well, he didn't, uh, what? There's so much wrong with this. <laughs> well, I assume it's like, you know, they, they took him off the shelf. They put something up there to kind of like, I guess, delay his, his recognition. I don't, anyway, Japanese man was arrested on Monday for uh, stealing 170 bottles of luxury Japanese whiskey from a former client's home with stolen goods worth about 7.7 million yen or uh, $66,706. Wow. Uh, Next level. Uh, Akito uh, Kodama uh, is a 48-year-old home renovator in the south of, uh, southern Japanese uh, uh, Fukuoka Fuku, Fuku, Fuku uh, prefecture. Reportedly stole the alcohol from the client's home while he was abroad. Uh, while he was abroad from March 2020 to April 2021. I can imagine he just came in, took a bottle a day. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I'll take this one. Um, 
The victim, uh, a company owner in the same prefecture, realized the liquor was still uh, his liquor was uh, missing when he returned to Japan and checked his whiskey cabinet. Some of the expensive flasks stored inside were replaced by bottles of carbonated water. Uh, many of the bottles. Oh, it may ahead. have been to keep other people from noticing. Maybe. Uh, like, you know, I guess if it's in a cabinet, maybe they can just look over and kind of like, oh, I mean, this looks like the right, roughly the right number of things in there, I guess. Uh, many of the bottles contained high-end whiskey, with the most expensive stolen items worth 37,000 yen or $3,207. A spokesman for the Sawara police station in the Fukuoka. Fukuoka, yeah. Sorry, I can't go from the ook to another K sound that quickly. That's fair. Uh, told Vice World News, some bottles can go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. The police uh, received a complaint from the homeowner, who wasn't named, on April 4th. It took several months to identify the suspect, given that there are many people uh, going in and out of the victim's house at the time, the spokesman said. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, given that the Yakuza got to him first. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's who do you think is the uh, is the poli- runs the police station? Uh, and we don't talk about them. The there is no yakuza, just like there is no mafia. Couldn't identify the man because he was in about seventy pieces in the bottom of a river. <laughs> uh, but in interviews, the victim's uh, subordinate, who was looking after his boss's house while he was away, uh, had learned that the suspect suddenly disappeared from the job. Hmm. Uh, the police were investigating online liquor retailers and stores in the wide vicinity to see if the bottles were sold under a suspect's name. And sure enough, they were. So he's just the dumbest theft. Oh, like, that's, that's in not his quite, name. That's not quite the first rule of casual criminalist, <laughs> but it's close to it. If you're if you're in the Simon Whistler mm-hmm. club. <sighs> Don't sell things in your own name. Because the first rule is you don't write don't write down your crimes. I guess that <laughs> that kind of because he's getting a this, notebook this, made for casual criminalists that has the list in it, and it's like this is definitely not the notebook that I write my crimes down in. This I mean this is like the corollary to that rule in the same way that you know like don't write down your crimes don't uh, don't write your name on the receipts for your for your <laughs> selling your your items like. Basics. <laughs> Writing the receipt out to someone. One stolen bottle of whiskey. Let me just sign here. <laughs> Click and put a thumbprint right here. It gets a nice DNA and thumbprint evidence in there for Social you. There you go. Security number or whatever the Japanese equivalent is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, uh, they have a quote here. If you steal alcohol and don't get money for it, it's pointless. Well, unless you like drinking, then maybe you can drink it all. The spokesperson said. Uh, the sold whiskey bottles also matched one from the uh, victim's home, uh, which he kept close track of. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it was a bottle laid down in World War II from Glenn Levitt. <laughs> the, the picture is of like Hibiki and things like that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. I see yeah. That. Like, I'm then like, I feel sad for him because that would be the worst. I see it and I'm like, God damn, how much Hibiki did he steal? <laughs> It's a lot of, Man, it's a, it's a lot of carbonated water he put in there. Like I imagine it's like it's a like a, a ten collection. foot cabinet, and he just opens it up, and it's just like, what the? It's all 
a tanker truck from the distillery. <laughs> Just like look at it. They're like, it's he replaced it all with Buble. <laughs> Uh, I just imagine Michael Bublé like bound and gagged in the cabinet. <laughs> uh, so that's where he is when it's not Christmas time. Uh, anyway, the uh, missing bottles of Japanese whiskey haven't been returned to the victim. Well, no, they were sold. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so the people are not going to give it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. God. This this is one of the worst. Like some of the some of the the, you know, the heists we have are like very complicated, like counterfeiting and you know smuggling rings. Uh, there was like the one idiots who basically just like did the look over there at the uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's that on the wall? And like they turn around and look, and they just like all right down to their cellar, and then you know gra- you know smash and grab. But I don't know this one. <sighs> It's it's sad what happened. It's sad how it happened. <laughs> like it's, I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's just sad. Yeah. All right. That's a great well, note to end on. <laughs> on that note. Yeah, we'd like to remind everyone that this is our news only show, but we also do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to Patreon.com/slash Have a Drink Show. And we will see you again in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>